What would a president say to say hi? My fellow Americans. Yeah, okay. My fellow Americans, I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys, we're both chatting about presidents and movies. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Do you know what that sound effect's from? No. Is is that that, uh, your attempt at doing the uh, vastly overused uh, scream, the... No, Wilhelm no, that's scream. the Wilhelm scream. It's not the Wilhelm scream. It's a better scream than even that. You, just when you thought you knew the best scream in the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we're, we're talking Commando. We're talking Sully uh-huh. hanging him over the cliff by his leg. I thought you said you'd kill me last. I lied. <laughs> Right, so this episode is focusing on presidential uh, featuring in films. So, POTUS. Uh, Photos. Films of the United States. No. Anyway, it's going to be about movies that presidents have been in, that presidents have been portrayed in, uh, and all sorts of other stuff around the edges. And to kick us off, you've uh, designed a special seggy one which is uh related to executive orders yeah because they're all the rage at the moment yeah just rewrite everything in order to get your way like an angry toddler so if you had the power to do that what would you do that's the question we'll be posing in seggy one and then just a 4x deep dive on you know filming that potus is we're gonna you we're gonna no (laughs) i was gonna i was trying to think of a potus pun Scrotus. So, no, well, I was thinking about it might put us to shame with our lack of knowledge on the subject. But I'm not going to say that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would retract that yeah. officially. I I haven't said it. So, okay. Um, Seggy one. So, do you want me to go first? Sure. <laughs> Okay, so my first executive order, if, it's, if, if this was day one in the office, I've literally just sat myself down in the, the White House chair, which is, I don't know, is it brown or something? It's day it's one. I've literally just sat down in my brown chair. <laughs> Dear one in the White House. <laughs> uh, yeah, so brown chair, whatever. You're, you're yeah, in the Oval so, Office. Um, I've got my pen. I've got my big book. He's got the big book. <laughs> He's got the big book. The first thing that I'm signing off on is that, well, this is mainly for your big cinemas, but from now on, they must have in every big screening a man in the cinema or woman, man slash woman, down the front, just keeping an eye on the rowdiness levels of the... <laughs> of the film down the front or, or wherever I think, I think or maybe, the back slightly less distracting yeah maybe maybe in the in the back or like maybe suspended above the <laughs> like Mission Impossible on wires yep. but I, I think it's something that I don't really see anymore is ushers you've got a man a man slash woman in the cinema 
just kind of keeping an eye on everybody. I want to see it, like I've said before, I want to see them kicking off. I, I kind of don't want to see that. I just wish it was... E- I think it would be great if it were just a little bit easier if you have a problem to report it. So what we're saying is we can maybe rewrite the executive order. Well... So we could have a panic a panic button on the sides of the seat like you would get in on an air, aeroplane. Yeah. That's not a panic button. It's a it's a summon assistance button. So and, you could summon assistance. And it would be Jared Butler that would come out and he would shoot yeah. shoot the teenager that's making noise to death. It's Matt Damon that rolls up magazines and hits you with them, isn't it? Uh, is it not um, Ian Holm? Also Liam Neeson as well. What, rolls up magazines? Yeah, it just like rolls up magazines really tight and improvises with them and uses them as some sort of hand-to-hand club weapon. Well, Ian Holm rolls them up and then stuffs them in Sigourney Weaver's mouth. <laughs> That's a good moment. Maybe we'll have Ian Holm there. Yeah, yes. <laughs> no, yeah, the executive order is like, so basically on your hand rest, on the right-hand side, you've got a cup holder. On the left-hand side, you've got yeah. a selection of three buttons. It's Liam Neeson, yeah. Gerard Butler, or Ian Holm. <laughs> and when you press them, they say something in their accent. So Gerard yeah. <laughs> Butler, Butler's like, Buckler? I'll send them back to fuck Hedistan. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Liam Neeson, I will kill you. <laughs> I've got a particular set of magazines. <laughs> um, and Ian Holm, I think... He, Give me the ring, Frodo! No, he would just make that sound that when your mouth is full of milk, uh, you go... Full of milk? Yeah, you know when he dies and his head comes off an alien. <laughs> just makes that gargling sound, the alien blood. Yeah, but what? And but surely, yeah. Droid okay, blood. Fine. Yeah. Surely the what? Milk... Milk blood. Surely it would be the sound of Sigourney Weaver failing to swallow a magazine hole. No, because that's just... (laughs) (laughs) But that would put anybody off talking. Uh, It would, but the person pressing the button isn't the one that's talking. Yeah, true. So you'd be so what when you press the button, would you then get to select which seat to to pipe in the dramatic sound effects into? <laughs> like like couple of, on a grid based tablet system. Yeah, couple of couple of rows down, you've got some teenagers and they're they're having a carry on. They're sort of chucking some Haribo throwing at, peanut M and M's at one another's heads. Other sweets are available. Uh, no, sorry, they're chucking goer. a couple of roller desserts at one another's heads, and then all of a sudden, Liam Neeson says. I'm going to kill you. I've got a particular set of magazines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So have you got... Well, I do just want to say that for the, an executive order, rushing them out and not thinking of the consequences is kind of... So, some, something we should... Well, it's part of the course, but it's something we should consider for, you know, being ethical about the whole thing. Par five, the course. Okay. Par seven, the course. Right, so... This is uh, something that I'm basically going to steal directly from you. Okay, because I've stolen one from you. Okay, so that's one for one. Right, okay, cool. So I'm going to take the trailers one, which is basically, if I had an executive order, it would be that no film production studio or subsequently, like, online... uh, No, sorry, I would make it punishable by law that if anybody put too much information in a trailer, regardless of who they are, yeah. Uh, then they would be sentenced to something bad. I, I'm in the middle of thinking what the punishment should be. 
sitting on like a really warm toilet after someone has been on it that like they come out and they're really sweaty and and hairy and you have to sit on that warm toilet and it's just like oh god no i was thinking maybe (laughs) (laughs) uh no we're not we're not gonna go with that this is the this is their body heat internal Uh, body heat yeah internal thermal yeah so what what am i saying so yeah yeah, what are you saying? Uh, I reckon that people need to just be subjected to Transformers action scenes forever. Right. So okay. it'd essentially be like a, a, a death sentence, but... Well, I can louder. think of the worst... I can think of one worse thing. Okay. Being subjected to the non-Transformers action scenes, the talking story bits. Because they're, I mean, they're, they're a nightmare. Okay. They're even worse. Are they? Yeah, they've got to be. Okay. They have to. They have to be. I mean, yeah. That's the way it's designed. <laughs> yeah. My next one, and this just, is one that we've discussed on the. Just one more related note. Sorry. Okay. Sorry to cut no, you off. Carry on. Is that all right? Yes. Carry on. Okay. So I'll proceed. Uh, as as president, <laughs> I'll continue. Um, yeah. Although we are tag, Vice. we are a presidential tag team. Vice president. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Vice president. You can come and tag me in in a minute. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the the related issue is just that I watched the trailer for Frost Nixon, and uh, that's related, right? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it's just like it told you the entire story, and I mean, you know, they're going to have an interview, but it. I mean, I've not seen that movie, and I'd quite like to, but I already know now that at the crux of it, he basically gets Nixon to admit to breaking the law yeah and it's in the trailer yeah so yeah that's a no-go you'd be yeah. you'd be sending away the production company for that a way to watch transformers or something to that effect <laughs> yeah yeah in 5d <laughs> yeah actually i was thinking that the um the system for assistance the assisted system should actually be 5D as well, so that when Ian Holmes' uh, gargling milk sound comes out, you also get sprayed with milk. Yeah. That would be good. Unless you're I've, off dairy. I've, yeah. Or th- then it can just do, like, almond milk or or oat milk. Direct from the teat of an almond. Yeah, those almond nipples. Um, so I've got some on trailers myself. <laughs> they, they must no longer put a mini trailer at the start of a trailer on the internet. Yep. Let let me just let me just clarify. Let me break it down. Let me break it down for you. You just oh, basically what you're describing is short trailers. No, what I'm describing is so you you're gonna watch, say the new Spider Man trailer, Spider Man Homecoming. So you're gonna I'm gonna watch this. So you click play, and then the first thing that happens when you click play is that it plays you. A five seconds condensed version of the trailer that you are about to see. I've never seen that in my life. <sighs> it, it's happening. It's a thing. Okay, I'll take it's, I'll take your Coventry word for it. But I do think the internet's iffy up there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the the another two bits on trailers is they're not allowed to have people react to jokes or scares or shocks or lines in other scenes and then just smash them together like it's 
like it's a, a thing that happens in the film. Right. So there was a, if you look at the Fantastic Four trailer, someone may, makes a wise crack in the lab, like says something like, these abilities are going to be useful. And then someone reacts to it saying, yeah, you're damn right, but they're outside in a military base. Okay. I don't like that because that, it's it's lying. It never, it didn't happen and it won't happen. But I think, I, I, I wonder if that, uh, sorry, I don't mean to just dispute every one of these, but these are executive orders, Ollie, and if you're going to take that kind of action, you've got to be sure. Oh, I am sure. Yeah, they, they it happens loads. Oh, no, 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 I, so I, I know it happens, but I wonder, you know, like when it's cut that way and visually that you can see that it's totally different. I think yeah. the effect that they're trying to get across there is, hey, like in the exact example you gave, hey, these these powers are going to come in handy, and then later on, you got that right because there's there's an allusion to the passage of time. Hey, you'll see everything that comes in between. Uh, you know, sure. they're going to use all these powers in ways that you won't even see in this trailer for uh, a lot of the time, but you know that the outcome's pretty cool. So why not? Come on, get some more. What if what if someone's just laughing to a joke in across two different scenes? Is that okay? If you were to prosecute people based on this executive order, Ollie, I, th- yeah. I think you need uh, to set up a, a board of assessors that would uh, look at them case by case. And yeah, that feels okay. like a bad use of the ta- American taxpayer's dollar. Okay, well, this certainly isn't. <laughs> so you're only allowed to do in trailers from now on the the music... Then mute the music, then joke. <laughs> Once. You're not allowed to do it three times per trailer. You know, the kind of the kind of stop almost like record scratch and you know, oh my god. Oh, okay. Uh, no. Yeah, okay. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Um, so what there's a Well maybe once, once per trailer, <laughs> but certainly not three or four times. I think the industry as a whole should be held to a number of maybe like once per quarter. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, oh no, she didn't. And then, yeah. Oh no, she didn't. I mean, I, I want to see this movie. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's that's in their benefit as well as if they if they limit it to once a quarter then i'm like oh that that's fresh again i'm up for that sign me up oh, the, the way that they stopped the music so they could get the joke across is it's really good the way that adam sandler delivered it as a black man or whatever they've dolled him up <laughs> as this time uh yeah is fantastic as well so i mean c- can that one be passed <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, they're all you. they're all yours. So they're all your or little orders, your little ordersies. I feel like I've had three in a row now, so uh, I feel like I should I should give you the benefit of having a maybe a two on the trot or or just one one big one. Yeah. So what I would say is basically an elaboration on a theme from like last week or the week before, but just my executive order would be that. Uh, the production studios need to coordinate amongst themselves not to just use the same fucking music for all the trailers for an entire period. Okay. Like, all right, well, you've got Johnny Cash for the next couple of months, right? Okay, fine, cool. We'll, we'll leave it out for a bit. They've all got to collaborate and go, what are you using? Are you using Johnny Cash? Yeah, we won't use Johnny Cash then. We'll use Limp Biscuit. <laughs> 
Just one of those days. Just a really... Because that's what they do in trailers nowadays. They use like a really somber, downplayed, bleak version of a song. And they'll like... It's just one of those days. Yeah, so where you don't want to wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then... Yeah, and basically they should collaborate between each other just to make sure that you don't hear the same song twice in the same Super Bowl period. Yeah, I would call it the uh, cinematic music licensing collaboration order. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. I think uh, I think with these orders, um, we're going to make the cinema great again. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I mean, you've had that written down on a printer, a printed piece of paper, haven't you? No, I just thought of it now. Topical. Hey. Anyway, yeah. Uh, and and finally, for me, was just that, um, and this, I'm sure we can both agree on this one, is that they are no they whoever they are. They are no longer allowed to film the uh, the Batman or Spider Man origin story ever again. Yeah, that that was the one that you said you stole. Yeah, it's just such a waste of time. Stop wasting our times. And also, they're not. They've they've got to make the next Batman film come in under two hours. I wouldn't mind about that. It just pains me. <laughs> <laughs> if they chopped out his parents getting shot, then it's probably saved you about thirty minutes anyway. So. We're looking at about a you know hundred and twenty minute film. Hundred and twenty, yeah, that's all right, I guess. Yeah, that's two hours. That's two x sixty. Correct. Great math. Yeah, Ian, that's just maths. If you were to pick somebody to be the next Batman, and you had the executive order on it, and it wasn't going to be Ben Affleck, yeah, who'd you be choosing? Danny Dyer. Perfect. Yeah. Intermission. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're joined by Tim Deering, who's a friend of the podcast. He's um, basically been in our Moving Goalpost video, covertly known as Steve-O. Um, you might have thought that that was a real character, but it was actually played by an extremely talented and um, well-versed actor um, who joins us on the podcast today. All right, Tim? You all right? How's it going? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Great. So... Um, not too bad. We're going to hit you with uh, five questions. Maybe a couple more, actually, because I had a couple that I thought of on the way home tonight. Um, so we've got like not a... Too, not too many. Not too many. Just keep it. Time is money. You know, yeah. Um, money is mine. We've got um, basically boilerplate questions that we ask everyone and then a couple that are specific. So the first one is, what's the most recent movie that you've seen? Well, I think it was... Um... American Pie, The Reunion. <laughs> and why did you watch that in 2017? Um, it was it was recommended to me by the guy that sat next to me. It still, 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 still sits next to me at work. And he, he gave it the, the big spiel. The big um, thumbs up. What's that? The big thumbs up. The big, yeah, the big thumbs up. The big five stars out of six. Um... <laughs> So yeah, I basically sat back and watched it with uh, with with my girlfriend. It was, I was pleasantly surprised at how bad it was. Or um... well, it was actually I think because I was I'm I'm now technically middle aged. I actually kind of I've grew grown up with the people in American Pie, so I can actually relate to their development over the years. <laughs> um, 
In particular, the Shermanator. <laughs> <laughs> and um, have well, you? The thing, the thing is, like, in, in all seriousness, it's the... <laughs> <laughs> you, you relate to the Shermanator. No, it's it's basically the. It's the last film that has all the, the male characters in it. Oh right, okay. So it's it's like the final hurrah, you know. After that, it just got silly. It just got like I've just drafted loads of idiots in. But so, that was the last. So it was like the pre-final hurrah, in that there were more hurrahs, but they just didn't have the same actors. Yeah, exactly. It was the it was the, the halfway house, which was actually the hurrah to the the quality. Sort of <laughs> the quality hurrah um, I, yeah. when you said this I actually thought that you were totally joking that you'd seen this but you have actually watched American Pie The Reunion <laughs> quite recently yeah I mean it's, it's actually it's actually pretty decent okay. um, did, like, did I, you I crack a stiffy I can't remember what happens now apart from the fact they have a reunion but the weird thing about it is that it's essentially three films um, spliced together over the course of a long weekend so they have like the first film which is like a short film for Friday night the next was Saturday night and the next Sunday night you know just kind of like they're just rolling it all into one it's actually pretty decent sounds very artistic um, did you crack a stiffy during it was it erotic um, there were yeah there were there was like a, the girl from next door who's who's pretty nice <laughs> Um, right, moving on. How, how many stars would you give it? <laughs> how many stars? Hello? How many stars sorry, would you give it? Do you say that again? Sorry, I missed that. How many stars would you give the film out of five? Or, um, or four? Or how would you rate it out of ten? Um, I go for I go for a good eight. I go for an eight out of ten. Okay, right. That's that's double four, which is double the five scale. So that that scales perfectly. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, it, was, it was genuine moments of laughter, which, to be honest, I wasn't expecting because I didn't really rate the opinion of the guy that sat next to me. So it was, it was actually genuinely quite good. And you, you were sure to make sure that we knew that um, he was still sitting next to you um, because you would have ejected him if he'd um, suggested a bad film. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> or at least strongly suggested that he move. <laughs> hot, hot desk. <laughs> okay. It's an area where the opinions are better. <laughs> uh, you know what, mate? I'm gonna have to hot desk. See you in a bit. Um, okay. Next one. What's your favourite movie of all time? Well, obviously, this uh, all time. I think I probably I might have to go for Back to the Future. I thought you were gonna say American Pie and the Reunion. <laughs> So back back to the future one. Ian, can we go back and can I say that? <laughs> It'll be funnier if I say that. Um. <laughs> just 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 start this bit again. We'll cut this bit out. Just go back and I'll say. I love how you want to be portrayed as like a comic legend. <laughs> Uh, I tell you what, now you've had that idea, I'm, I'm going to use it. <laughs> um, all right, Tim, so what's your favourite um, movie of all time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 
Right. I think I think it's funny because you were like, I'd have to say, I'd have to say, and then just put in American Pie the reunion. As, uh, as if you're racking your brains, but all you can arrive at is the one that you mentioned like five seconds ago. <laughs> um, I mean, this is all feeling a lot more forced than the conversations that we have with our other listeners. But I mean, uh, I mean, I'm I'm into the production values. Uh, right. Okay. Tim, what is your favourite movie of all time? Um, I'd have to say. Well, I'll just keep doing it's, it until it's you... Like, it's not even that funny. No, it's not. It's just funny because, like, it's forced. But, I mean, oh, let's go with it. Go on, just one more time in. Just one more time. Just do it. One more time. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, Tim. So, that was your most recent movie. But what is uh, your favourite movie of all time? Um, I'd probably have to say American Pie, The Reunion. Okay. Um, and that's just the most recent one you've seen, is it? It yeah, can't be. It can't be that. I've probably seen. It's the only film you've probably seen. <laughs> um. Well, it was better than the third one, so I'm. I'm. I'm just thinking. No, I mean, what's your favorite movie of all time? Not not what's your favorite movie in the American Pie series. Oh, okay. Um, I'd go for Back to the Future. Right. Okay. And um, what is it you like about that? Um, I the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, how do you how do you rate two and three alongside it? For me, um, they just got worse as they went on. Okay. But I've got to say, two is a, is a masterpiece. Also, um, but the third one definitely dipped. Um, significant dip yeah it just got a little bit a little bit far-fetched if you can say that I mean which is ridiculous because Back to the Future is ridiculously far-fetched but I don't know the the highlight for three was ZZ Top making an appearance but (laughs) one one's got it all it's it's got like the the incest it's got the (laughs) (laughs) it's got the ups it's certainly got the downs it's yeah it's got the VFX, like all the flames and stuff, and the the lights. No, for and, for people you know, that school bully, you've got like all the all the bad continuity and the film mistakes. It's 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 literally got it all. <laughs> um, they they've thrown everything at it, literally. Yeah, um, they, they've literally thrown everything in that a film should have. For those that um, don't work in video games, what's VFX, Tim? Um, not sure. <laughs> So that's that's visual effects. Um, it's, it's basically the uh, it's kind of like the uh, so like smoke smoke particle effects that come out from behind a vehicle. They are VFX, visual effects, <laughs> shortened to FX. FX. <laughs> um, yeah. But, cool. Um, okay. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a, it is genuinely a great film. Absolutely love it. If I had to like. It's the kind of film where if you go on Netflix or you get to pick a film, or if there's a film that you always turn to for like guaranteed enjoyment, that's the film I turn to. Okay. Film I've 
watch more than any other film. And I, um, I remember um, having been out with you in the past um, that you have a, a, a gilet or body warmer um, and some um, Nike Air high tops that when you wear them all together, you don't look a million miles off what Marty McFly looks like. So, I mean, this has pervaded your being for quite a long time. Yeah, I mean, the 80s has, has definitely taken a hold in, in my psyche. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean... In a bad I way. I think you'll find, you call it. But that's, uh, yeah, that, that is something I've worn on night out um, <laughs> for both practical and aesthetic reasons. <laughs> but, um, okay. I like that. But, um, yeah, and the, the Nike high tops were, yeah, they were great shoes. I like a practical aesthetic. It's good. Um, okay, so next question. Popcorn, yes or no? Well, what flavour? <laughs> That's <laughs> it's like Nigel Tufnell in uh, Spinal Tap. Would you ever work any other kind of job? Um, like maybe a haberdasher? Oh, you'd be happy doing that? Uh, I don't know. What are the hours? I don't know. What have you got? What hours? <laughs> um... Okay, so, I mean, you can have sweet, you can have salted, you can have toffee, you can have other, like, fancy hipster shit. Um, but, I mean, just going to the cinema, are you a popcorn person, yes or no? Yeah, I'm a popcorn po- person, but it has to be accompanied by drink. Okay. What's your dr- it's an absolute must, because, you know... You're a sufferer of dry mouth. Yeah, it... it like because you know how you eat popcorn, you just literally can't stop eating it, and you forget, 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 forget how dry, and you're only like half an hour into the film, and it's you're only half an hour into the trailers. The film, if your mouth is that dry, yeah. Um, so I usually have to get like at least a medium coke to go with like <laughs> a large popcorn. Okay. Um, but like, yeah, like sweet is by far the best flavour. Okay. Um, but toffee. It's, it's pretty good too. These are strong opinions. <laughs> and they seem quite deeply <laughs> held. <Yeah. laughs> um, no, it's good. Strong it's good stuff. And irrelevant opinions. <laughs> no, it's all relevant. We're collecting everyone's thoughts on these things. Um, yeah, no, it's good. Okay. Um, would you ever get mixed? Well, um, no, I probably wouldn't. Just because I don't like salt, okay. salted popcorn. Yeah, you wouldn't know where to stand or where you where you stand. I mean, where, like, why would you like? Why would you need to get a mix? Or like, just make a decision. Make no, it. I wouldn't just because I don't like salt. Okay, but I can see like if you like both, that would be a good combination. Sure. Okay. Um, right. Next question. Then, what's your life score right now? And this is basically a score out of ten. How's, how's thing, how do you feel right now in your life? Uh, um, oh, fuck, it's, it's difficult. Um, life I mean, or making the decision? Like, I don't know what my potential is yet, so I'm not sure what to grade it by. <laughs> you've, still not, um, you've still not met your potential? Definitely not. <laughs> Things will only improve. I mean, I'd probably say the best I've ever felt. 
I'm now I'm now running at a cool seven point five. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's good. That's that's exactly how we want to grade, basically. Um, like all, Ollie sees Disneyland as a ten, right? So like Disney World, sorry, that's a ten. It's like whoa, this is like all senses are tingling, everything's great. You're having a wicked time. So yeah, a seven point five. That makes sense. Um, but I mean, it can change, sort of depending on like even the course of a day or well not necessarily a day but like a, a week possibly yeah well that's what we do we yeah, ask everyone weekly change. I mean my my 10 would be like uh god probably August 2012 <laughs> um, what because you hung around with me so much well well as, as you know it was the, it was the car crash six months and I think it peaked in August 2012 yeah um, but yeah so and that was just a general that was just a general feeling so yeah I'm, I think I'm running at 7.5 yeah well that's the thing is this this yeah, is about how you're feeling right now this week it isn't there as it, as it once was but yeah okay and, but bear in mind that this is how you're feeling this week right Com- yeah so this yeah. week yeah this week 7.5 Cool. Uh, usually we ask people what the things going on this week are, but you've gone into like exactly how you're making the decision based on your entire life's metrics. So that's also interesting to hear. Um, what just really quickly, quick one liner, like what, what's been going on this week that contributes to it being like a 7.5? Okay, cool. Right. Uh, next, usually we do uh, like this one is basically like a quick question that is uh, a wild card, and it's is not usually in the plan. Um, basically, it's something like, "What would you do if a duck was attacking your nan?" But I've got a different one since this is going out in the week that um, Pancake Day was on, and today is Pancake Day. What's your favourite pancake filling or topping, and why? Did you have any today? Uh, banana and Nutella. Right, every time? Yeah, it, well, in fact, I'm missing out on eating them right now. Because uh, you're speaking to, you because to me. Because they're being cooked downstairs as we speak. But, um, yeah, banana and Nutella is is pretty good. Nice. Okay. Pretty good. And if it was savoury, I'd go for pepper, chilli and onions okay that's good you've got all the bases covered Um, yeah have you actually had any today did you get some in work no not yet no not yet no I mean I feel bad I've just bought the ingredients but I haven't actually had time to cook it up yet so okay Um, and just one other slightly more personal question Um, what are you having for dinner tonight Um, a Nutella and banana pancake (laughs) All right, cool. That's about all we have time for. So cheers, Tim. Thanks for coming on the show. Cheers. Thanks. <laughs> cheers. Great. Uh, perfect. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep saying cheers, thanks. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, thanks. Cheers. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. 
Out of 10. Live score. Pro- probably like a, th- a four. So, Ollie, how's your life? It's it's actually plus one at the moment. So, you know how I'm normally a cool original 7.5? Yeah. Or I thought it was cool original 7, but sure. Oh, yeah. So, uh, oh, no, sorry. It's actually it's a classic 7 and then a cool original 7.5. <laughs> Uh, I'd need to go back and double check that. That needs verification. Think- that needs verification. <laughs> okay, um, but I'm a I'm a, a uh, tangy eight point five. Tangy, tangy. Yeah, just you've been tangied. First of all, uh, I took Rosie and Eric to go and see Lego Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's some kind of Batman. Uh, <laughs> Some kind of Batman. They did actually have that joke in it as well. Batman. Batman. Oh, yeah. really? That's yeah. that is funny. Yeah. So they had the <laughs> Batman joke in it. That so was uh, funny. It was really good. Uh, I just thought it was it, it was just brilliant. Like it was funny from start to finish, and it was like really sweet as well. And like the the how they do the animation. Yeah. I find absolutely mind boggling. I don't know how they do it. Like, I actually don't know whether it's... Maybe I need to buy a, uh, a Lego movie DVD and watch the extra features because I just don't know how they do it. Yeah. It, it, like, it's very impressive. It's very, looks great. very impressive because it kind of looks like this weird, jerky stop-motion stuff, which just gives it so much charm. Yeah. But then it, it just also, like, looks so good, like so colourful and amazing. It was just a brilliant film. Like, oh, you should definitely go and see it. It's, it's very, very good. I will. Um, but I've talking about Will. I have Will Arnett voice envy. He's he's just got brilliant voice. It's so low. Right. So yep. Will Arnett's voice is also in uh, BoJack Horseman, which I find quite funny. Yes. It's good. It's there. I'm Tommy. Two anecdotes this week. So I went to see Anthrax. Okay. Which has put my life score up quite a lot. Uh, they played their classic album Among Among the Living from start to finish. Among the Living. Well, Living. I got in the mosh zone Yeah. and uh, stayed there for the duration of the gig. Um, my All Fitbit of it? Said I, did you? Yeah, my, my Fitbit said that I did 18,000 steps <laughs> and burnt 600 calories. Did, I mean, I'd be worried that a Fitbit would get ripped off in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so, I lost a... Uh, so here's a story. Friend of the podcast, Tim Deering, who's never been on yeah. the podcast, but he's still a friend of the podcast. Um, yeah. Now, him and I went to see Mastodon in the HMV Institute in Birmingham a long time ago. Like five. This is where I saw Anthrax. Right, right. Okay, cool. So uh, did you see a Silver Casio watch on the floor? No. All right. Well, it was five years ago. So um, <laughs> They've cleaned up since then. Uh, but I did have that bought for me by somebody. And it came off at the Mastodon gig, and I immediately ordered one from the internet so that I could pretend that I hadn't lost it. <laughs> <laughs> you twat. Um, so that's a secret. Anyway, cool. So I went in the mosh zone, had a, got thrown around. So a couple of observations. I'm not, I mean, I'm probably hovering, unfortunately, at the moment around 12 stone, which I don't really like. But I mean, you're, uh, you're certainly bit- havering. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, basically, no. Ha- Havering is-, is a Scottish word for like talking pesh. Right. So basically, there is a 
a lot of big lads in the pit. They're huge. They knock you around. Yeah. So I think that and they, they always should... have their shirt fully off, so that you're like, mate, don't come near me. So you're basically getting like skin on skin slides, whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but I think that they should have uh, mosh pits in weight divisions <laughs> because I just get too knocked around by the big lads. Yeah. Weight divisions like lightweight, middleweight, heavyweight you know whatever else weight yeah i think i mentioned this on one of the very first like the the second podcast um rock stars yeah rock stars <laughs> i mentioned that uh bruce dickinson stopped a mosh pit because uh someone was getting hoofed around yeah like a six stone girl was getting hoofed around i mean if yeah i think we actually said the same thing then hey, we said hey we don't want yo. people going out in a body bag and that's him sort of like <laughs> somewhere between like uh, an episode of Neighbours and Bruce Dickinson. I didn't really mean that someone should bring their daughter to the slaughter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you had a good mark. Okay, so, and finally, final observation, apart from the fact that there was a man that looked like a goblin um, in the pit, every time the light shone green, he just looked like he was in Lord of the Rings. There was a, there was a dude at the very front across the barriers and he had a, a what's known as a battle jacket on. So this is like a denim jacket with the sleeves cut off with loads of patches all over it. You normally got a Venom one on there and a, Motorhead. you know, live after death one and stuff. But he had 1.5 inch spikes all over it. Really? And it, yeah. And he got in? He got in. Well, he, he was probably wearing a big trench coat over the top of it, wasn't he? Twat. And, uh, and basically... Like at one point I was pushed up against him and it was like a it was like that bit out of Flash Gordon. <laughs> it was like an actual Iron Maiden where they closed the yeah, door like onto a- your body. Yeah, it was like an actual Iron Maiden. So I was really trying my hardest not to be like smashed into this uh wall of death, basically. <laughs> wall of Deathman. Yeah, wall of deathman. So that's my life. Eight point five anthrax Lego movie, loving it. Fantastic. This week I've purchased the Prometheus box set. <laughs> no, the Prometheus special edition, which I yeah. had to go out of my way to get. Uh, but that's because I didn't really one tube stop. <laughs> no, I had to. Not even that. Just at, like clicks. Just awkward clicking because um, yeah. it's not readily available. <laughs> what? What do you mean? <laughs> awkward clicking yeah was it like pixel accurate or something and the and the one pixel you had to click on was like randomly appear somewhere in a shade of gray no it was just more clicking than i really wanted to have to do (laughs) Uh, i have to think to make this purchase because the ultimate edition or special edition or whatever it is that's got all the stuff on it uh, Ultim 9 edition it's yeah. not readily available you can just get the Blu-ray or DVD with just the film so I had yeah. to get a second hand one but I didn't want to watch just the film because I knew that the film's pretty much shit so Pesh. anyway I spent I think on the special features I think I've watched about 6 hours of them in one sitting yeah I'm feeling pretty good overall pretty good um, I'm going to add 5 points to your life score okay because the stickers that you sent me have arrived. Yeah. The guys on film official stickers have arrived. Yeah. And yeah. they've gone to the uh, the sorting office at the post office. So not, I now have to go out of my way to go and get them. So that should make you happy. <laughs> I thought you were going to genuinely go, yeah, that's great. They're, they're really great stickers. Good job. 
So no, no, I, I no, not I now on the way to work have to drive like a good fifteen minutes out of my way to go and collect these things that they could have just left in the port. Why did Why didn't you just give me your work address? Well, you know my work address, you fucking idiot. I know, but I said I'm set. <laughs> you worked there. I, I know, but I said to you. Uh, this is really just something we can deal with off the podcast, isn't it? Yeah, well, sure. I mean, I did ask <laughs> you where you wanted them posted, and you told me that address. Well, to be fair, the postman normally leaves things in the fo- in the porch. Anyway, that's for another time. Your foresight's for shite, mate. Yeah, I'd say I'm probably like uh, somewhere between a seven point five and eight. I'd say because some Ooh. some good things have been look, going on. You're gonna on. have to li- listen. You're gonna for the graph. You've got to give it a score. You can't just go oh, somewhere here and somewhere there. You don't give me that. Give me a score. Ollie, here's one other thing. I've got an actual anecdote now. It's not an anecdote. It's just uh, I've I'm on. I'm riding a high, right? Because okay. good things are going on for me right now. No, they're not. They are. Specifically, a good thing that happened today is uh, I saw somebody drinking a can of juice. Okay. Now, I mean can of pop or can of soda. Yeah. Uh, and it was like a Fanta or something like that. But I saw it and I was like, oh, God, I've not had a can of juice for ages. Because <laughs> yeah. I've, I've not been having that much sugar. So yeah. I went to Tesco's because I was doing normal shopping. Yeah, Other- just the normal shop, not the big shop. This was near the big shop. So I, I went around there and just got some bits and bobs and whatnot. I looked around. They didn't have individual cans of Iron Brew. Absolute nightmare. Absolutely raging. But I did have other things to get there, so it wasn't too much of a nightmare because I went out and I just rediscovered the magic of the corner shop. Ah. Right? So okay. so basically along, I mean, there's not this many corners on the street, but along the big main street in uh, Hackney where I am, yeah. there's loads of corner shops, most of which are not on a corner. Um, right, well. They're news agents. They're, in li- they're called inline shops. Yeah, it's not got the same ring to it, and people can't imagine that as easy. Anyway, right. all I'm saying is you can go in there and the selections of, A, magazines, including like specialist movie ones and art ones and all sorts of cool stuff, is Jazz mags. Is insane. Yeah. Like, right. like, I don't know how they make the... I don't know, there must be some model to it, but like the big the big news agents don't have the same range. And the, uh, yeah. you're like, what? How... Uh, so that's good, but also the range of crisps, sweets, and canned yeah. beverages is just insane by comparison to the main shop. Do they sell those like weird massive bags of crisps for like ninety nine p that are like flavors like lemon and chili? Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, and uh, so I got uh, some Thai chili McCoys. I I could have gone for Roysters if they'd but had the them. crisps are available. Um, and then I had a can of Iron Brew, and I really enjoyed both. So yeah. that's got me up at uh, I was going to say nine to piss you off, but I want to I want to <laughs> say eight point five. Swat. But other yeah, other good fine. stuffs going on, mate. It's good. It's there. Yeah. Okay. It's nice to hear. Are you done? Yeah. I'm certainly done. Well, that's why I left a gap. So we've got into Air Force One. We're taking it into we're... a nose dive, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so we're taking a big old 4X nose high dive. dive. <laughs> 4X nose dive into uh, the sea. POTUS, 
POTUSes of the movies. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. You see where I was going with that now? Not really. I mean, it's a weird extended metaphor, but it's quite good. It's it's got quite vivid imagery. I wouldn't say it's... Honestly, I wouldn't give it enough credit to say it was a metaphor. Certainly vivid imagery. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it is. It's just vivid imagery. (laughs) Come up with some vivid images. People love that. Okay, so we're nosediving into presidents. Hopefully not too deep. <laughs> anyway. we're, we're trying to we're trying to pull up on the steering console, and it's you know it's just not happening. <laughs> Denzel Washington's tried to turn the plane upside down, but it's not happening because <laughs> he's Sully's not sniffed tried... enough cocaine. <laughs> Sully's tried to land it in the Hudson, but he's missed it, and he's crashed into a building, and, it's, so, and uh... he's almost completely ripped his moustache off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's having to graft a little bit of uh, Aaron Eckhart's moustache onto his own, but it's the wrong colour. Um, uh, it's just an absolute nightmare. So the only thing we can do in the in the last final descent into the ocean, which is will take about thirty minutes, is to just run through some of the Sa- safety of, procedures of Hollywoodland. Yeah, safety procedures. Yeah, you'll find the escape vessel at the rear of the podcast. <laughs> the rear. Just of- fast forward. <laughs> Just fast forward to the end of the podcast and there'll be there'll be an escape vessel, there'll be life jackets, there'll probably be a whistle. So escape vessel came to mind because I've watched Big Game. Oh, really? No. Well I was okay, well we can talk about escape vessels because you'll find out in a minute. But carry on. Okay, well I didn't realise that the escape vessel was a thing. Uh yeah. but we got I started watching a big game. I actually never finished it, and I probably never will. Um, yeah, it didn't look great. No, it looked like absolute trash. It's not good. It's weird. It's marketed as if, like, okay, well, you need to go see it because Samuel L. Jackson's in it. But then it's sort of done in a really dumb, big Hollywood way. Um, yeah, it kind of looks like um, one of these action nonsense things that I might like. Yeah, but it spends the first 30 minutes in Norwegian, I think, with subtitles. Oh, forget that then. Well, I mean, I got through that. Uh, so it's about... Oh, wow. It's about a hunter and his son, and his son is learning to hunt, and, and it's going through like a sort of ceremony, like a sort of uh, rite of passage to become a hunter. Yeah. And it just so happens that, like, on the night where he... The hunter becomes the hunted. Uh, well, that doesn't strictly make sense, but, I mean, great, great <laughs> quote. So he goes out and and the thing is, you know, whatever he brings back that night will be judged. So he's out all day, all night, and then he comes back the next day and whatever he brings back will be judged as, you know, the the how good he is at hunting. He brings back iced tea in surviving the game. No, he brings back Samuel L. Jackson with one shoe on. Uh, which, <laughs> okay. I mean, I never got to, but I assume that's the ending because it's obvious. Um, this is yeah. just like a massive extended trailer. Anyway, so long story short... Uh, at the start of it, uh, Samuel Jackson needs to get the F out of the plane. And yeah. uh, he jumps into... His... What, what's happening to the plane that he needs to get the F out of it? Um, terrorist. Is it going on a 4X nose dive? It's going on, well, no. In fact, it's been locked on for targeting by uh, some cruise missiles or something like that. Um, Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, there, there are replicant Tom Cruises that are being fired out of cannons towards the plane. They're, they're missiles that are that are, are filled with Tom Cruise's DNA. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, sure. 
Okay. Uh, so yeah, and this might become a little bit of a theme to this episode, but uh, terrorists are going after the president. Ah, uh, oh, you're joking. Yeah, it's no, no, no. So, so it's just that they're brown, like they're very predictably brown terrorists. That right, they're not okay. Russian. They're not, you know. No. Oh, okay. Um, well. So the the modern sort of Middle Eastern. Uh, shouty maybe maybe yeah aggressive uh nothing aggressive yeah. no part of them you can relate to uh yeah oh animals animals yeah you know so anyway yeah that's the way that goes uh but anyway so the missiles have locked on and he needs to jump yeah. into the escape vessel yeah and then he gets in and basically the escape vessel is exactly like a pod like the remnant pod of like a space shuttle so when that like descends to Earth, no, yeah, you know, like an actual Apollo mission yeah. as it descends oh, okay. back to yeah, Earth, yeah, 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 yeah. a little cone-shaped yeah. thing that can survive like re-entry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did say re-entry. <laughs> okay, and it's going to be a painful re-entry for Samuel <laughs> L. Jackson. He barely got one bloody shoe on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's it. It's just I didn't. I mean, is that based on truth? I don't know. Like, is that what you would? Is that what you'd stick the president in to keep him safe if the plane was going down? Because probably cause you don't. Yeah. You don't trust him to be in just a parachute. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, overall, I kind of thought what I did see of it was about a four or five out of ten. Um. So talking of escape pods, another movie that a president had to get in an escape pod for. It contains three F words and multiple instances of cigarette smoking. That's correct. It's Donald Pleasance as the president in Escape from New York. Yeah, great. Um, one of the the first films that I saw, Too Young. <laughs> okay. So I, I distinctly remember that there's a fight scene in it where some massive dude is is swinging a baseball bat or a, or a plank with a load of nails through it. Yeah. And uh, I made my He-Man figure one of them with a twig with a, with a little needle shoved through the end. Nice. So that's why you shouldn't let children watch films too young because they're idiots. Um, <laughs> children yeah, are it's a, idiots. It's, yeah, it's a good film. So yeah, basically the premise of this film, if you haven't seen it, it's it's fantastic. It's John Carpenter film. Um, normally a guarantee of quality, but you know he did do Escape from LA as well, which is a a certain forex nose diving quality, I'd say. Um, I mean, I th- I mean it's good though. It's good. Still, I mean, yeah. Look, it's fun, but it's it's kind of you know. But yeah, Escape from New York is really good. It's it's again one of these films that's stood the test of time and. And it's really like all this synth wave stuff that's around now and all of these kind of retro inspired films like Kung Fury and was it the Dance Dance Revolution one, the weird DDR one and even like Metal Gear Solid Mm -hmm. influences have all come from Snake Plissken and Escape from New York. Yeah, It's a very, very influential film, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good one as well. It's a good one. One of my favourite presidents is um, President President Beck. So this is Morgan Freeman. So in the so Ollie, it doesn't sound like he's really your favourite. No, no, no. Because no, you had so, to, you obviously had to look up his name there. No, no, no. Because I, I was just reading off another bit of the paper and, and I got a bit confused. But no, it's President Beck. 
I didn't know his name. I just know the film. But um, so this is Morgan Freeman in the the other big meteor film, Deep Impact. Sure. With his famous line, "Life will go on. We will prevail." Um, I mean, of little consolation to the people that were swept away by a huge tidal wave. But that's fine. But you know, because some of them were okay. Elijah Wood's okay because he manages to like uh, get on a really shitty scrambler bike and moped up to like a hill that's a little bit higher than the tsunami. Yeah. So he's okay. But yeah, basically, um, Morgan Freeman's president in that one, he's good. Gravitas is delightful in that. He's, you know, he's very concerned. He's facing, you know, a really mad meteor one and he's he's just dealing with it. Oh, mate, you'll never guess. I had a mad meteor one the other day. Get off my asteroid. No, that's sorry. That's, that's uh, Armageddon. The next one. Yeah, but yeah, I like I like Morgan Freeman in that film. He's he's got good gravitas, and that's what I think you need to play a president in a in a film is is to be faced with a whole load of bullshit and still to be able to deliver like a really rousing speech. But isn't it true that in reality, the steadfastness that's shown in films is probably a bit kind of bullshit, really. Well, this is why Hollywood presidents are generally better than real ones, current ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, gravitas is not what I think is going on right now. Grab its ass, maybe, but not gravitas. More like front ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we should talk. That was really good. That was a really good, Jake. Thanks. Uh, so, okay, thank you. Uh, okay, so that was a great joke. Uh, yeah, so I mean, Trumpy's been in a couple of movies. He was in uh, Home Alone. Yeah. I don't know what else he's been in. He was in Home Alone. Yeah. The Plaza Hotel, employing some of the finest idiots in New York. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he walks in through that. It's basically like the Ozzy Osbourne cameo in uh, in Ghostbusters. It's just a bit... You know, oh look, there's a famous person with paid a bit of money to have him walk through the set. Can you just clarify that's Ghostbusters 2017? Yeah. Okay, great. 2016, yeah. sorry. Sorry, girl busters. Well, they're not busting girls. Girl busters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so moving on. President James Marshall. James Marshall now is. Who's that? Is that the one from Independence Day? No. No, okay. What if I if I give you his famous line, you'll know it straight away. Okay. Are you ready? <sighs> Hit me. <laughs> Get off my plane. Oh, Air Force One. Yeah. It's good. It's die hard on a plane. It's good. It's I, there. I actually really like it. I think it's a really I think it's a it's yeah. you know, you've got your Gary Oldman and you've got your Harrison Ford. And I, I, I think it's pretty good. I mean, I haven't seen it for a long time, but I did own it on VHS. Harrison Ford's also got an intrinsic connection to planes. He's just crashed one the other day. But it's, I mean, look, when you say the other day, this has been. It was about two years ago. ago. No, yeah, it's about two. No, the other day, like about so at the point where this podcast comes out, it'll probably be like two or three weeks ago. He just crashed another plane. <laughs> oh God, what? Seriously? Yeah, he he was bringing a plane down. Uh, and I think he mistook one runway for another, and, a, and ended it on a, in the Hudson. No, unfortunately, uh, it wasn't. Um, it was just on. He was going in the wrong runway, but there was a passenger 
jet yeah. beneath his tiny plane. And he he came down pretty much over the top of it. And I believe that what he said to the um, the tower was something along the lines of, um, was that passenger jet meant to be there? <laughs> uh, Has he got his pilot's license? Nah, mate, just does he do know he how to? He does what he wants. Uh, uh, that's what I'm guessing is that he's, uh, you know, he's just giving it a go. Yeah, I mean, he could be. Uh, with all the... You'd think they'd revoke the licence based on all the bullshit. I mean, he's yeah. he's off his head. But, I mean, it's quite cool, though. Oh, no, it's fair play to him. He's having a right... He's having a mess about. But, I mean, I, I imagine that your, your Blade Runners and your Star Wars crews are getting a little bit tetchy with the old, just don't go in the plane for a bit. I mean, it, it's been a year or so now, Ollie, but, I mean, he did die in Star Wars, so... You know they're not worried that much. Well, they might. Well, they might want him back for a flashback, or you know they might do a front flash. You know, you never know. Front flash, side flash, back flash, back flash. Yeah, slash back. It could be anything. We, I'm, I'm jumping over the ropes and I'm tagging you in. Okay, so it's a hot tag, and I'm smashing everybody down. Um, yeah. Right. So. Big game we've done. I think we should get round to London has fallen, Olympus has fallen, and White House down in one sort of to mega, end with maybe. Mega yeah, we'll end up. with that. So my, the yeah. the ones before we get onto that, and I do have a lot of bullshit to talk about for London has fallen. Um, yeah, we'll we'll we, we'll get onto that in five minutes. Right. So I'm going to keep this down, maybe even less than five minutes, but slightly okay. more serious movies. Um, okay. Boring. Boring. Uh, Come on, I just I all I want to talk about is President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho from uh, Idiocracy. It's Terry Crews. Oh yeah, I forgot all about that one. It's a good one as well, isn't it? Yeah, that is a good one. Tell me more. Let's just go one. down that path. I was only going to talk about two JFK films, but let's not bother. Well, I mean, I haven't really got a lot to say about it apart from it's just that it's, it exists. it's one of these films. Well, it's one of these films that you know that people keep going every now and again when something mad's happened in in america or in the world where they go yeah it's idiocracy it's happening like basically this but is I mean, one that, of these films that's that is only kind started of like, happening since trump was elected right in a way i suppose yeah but it's just like this kind of prophetic dumbing down of society and it's it's a pretty decent film actually but he's he's good in it and he, he plays this kind of like TV show wrestler superstar president who's like got all these sponsorship deals <laughs> and he's basically talking to everybody like he's Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, he's a good president. It's probably, I mean, to be fair, you'd probably be in safer hands with with him, <laughs> I guess, than maybe other people. Yeah, name and no names. So on you know. on the equally ridiculous sort of thread, did you see Machete or Machete Kills? I hear that it's um. Charlie like Sheen, who Charlie like Sheen. She's oh, the Charlie like Sheen. You know Charlie Sheen a couple of years ago when it was just he was just like doing like loads of mad shit. When and it just got yeah, and like everyone was just like, oh, Charlie Sheen is like hilarious and he's doing all these like mad things. It's like no, he's ill. Yeah. Is, he's he's ill. He's not very well, is he? I mean, he's you know. And then and then a couple of months later, he goes on a chat show and he's like, "Yeah, I'm really ill. Yeah. I'm actually really ill." And it was just like, "Yeah, well, there we go. We've just 
we just had a laugh with someone who's like massively not very well for a while. But uh, yeah, so I kind of felt like maybe putting him in Machete was playing up to this whole kind of like mad persona that I, I reckon probably he, he was trying to keep, well, wanted to sort of calm down a bit. And, and he's, he, to be fair to him, he has been out the news for a long time now. So he might, he might be doing okay. Well, yeah, I think maybe oh, this is just total um, conjecture, but uh, basically I think all the madness stuff was just because, I don't know, it's quite a hard thing to take, so you just sort of go mental for a bit. Like, just yeah. don't know what to do yourself, so just kind of go wild. I'm a mad one. Go wild. Yeah, not a mad one as in, not using the term mad as in mental breakdown, I just mean like no. have a wild time. Cause that's and a, become oh, like 20 memes. <laughs> tell you what i'm i'm gonna have uh 20 beers and hopefully come back and become 20 memes on the way home <laughs> meme but i've become meme man <laughs> i can't say it meme man meme man i'm meme <laughs> so he was he was credited as carlos estevez in that because yeah. it's sort of mexican movie yeah anyway he was a president i don't i don't like machete I, I I didn't enjoy it for the for the same reason I I wasn't mad keen on a, a few of the other grindhouse ones that sort of came out at the same time. Although I did like the trailer for uh, Thanksgiving, which is the uh, Eli Roth one. Right, that's really good. But basically, like they like Planet Terror and Machete, they kind of like only went about halfway with it being shitty and retro. Yeah, like you know you know how Dark Place actually got it right a hundred percent wobbly sets bad sound ropey acting dodgy scripts like they've run out of budget they kind of did everything right a hundred percent there wasn't one part of the of the tv series where you went that probably cost them a bit of money mm. but with machete and planet terror they still had obviously a massive cg budget like loads of cool camera angles and it was just kind of like it didn't to me feel like in the spirit of the movies that they were trying to yeah i uh, i agree emulate. i'm looking at stills right now and all of the costumes are really high quality in particular yeah. there's like a picture here of uh sofia vergara with like a sort of what you'd call like maybe like a madonna style um bra type thing on but it's yeah. got mini guns where the nipples should be um mm-hmm. <laughs> mini mini guns and that, I mean, that in itself is just like too technical, but also like really high production values. I mean, ridiculous, but like yeah. built really nicely. And everything's yeah. got like quite good CG. So I think you're spot on. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah, I think the, the trailers, it's- Edgar Wright's Don't and Eli Roth's Thanksgiving both did it perfectly. So I would say that. So I, think, I, I think with uh, Machete, it's just an excuse to have a shit story. Or like for none of it to make sense. Okay, so look, we've we've done a few here, so I think I think we really we need to move on to President Benjamin Asher because you were about to talk about the JFK movies, and you know none of our listeners have come here to listen to that. They've come here to listen about White House Down and Olympus Has Fallen, Double Bill, Mano a Mano, President Benjamin Asher from Olympus Has Fallen v the other one, Jamie Fox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jamie Fox. So it's uh you've already mentioned him once in this podcast. No, it's President James W. Sawyer. Mate, the fake names don't 
fucking matter, do they? Aaron Eckhart's one of them, and um, Jamie, Jamie Foxx Fox. the other. So I've only seen White House Down. Okay, now, of the two original films, right, so there was London Has Fallen and White House Down. The- Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, correct. You're right. I know. One point. <laughs> but if you if you continue to be correct, you could get some Rolo desserts. Um, yeah, Olympus has fallen. White House Down. Of those two films, the one that should have had a sequel was White House Down. I actually liked yeah. it. You're saying you oh, hate shit. it? I hate. I, I, it's a three out of ten film for me. I, I, and I went in wanting to love it. I I went in wanting to hate it, and I thought it was fine. I think it's a five out of ten. Well, that's not a good time. No, it was fine. That's not uh, space. I I think once once you got to the bromance of um, Channing Tatum and uh, and Jamie Foxx, I was like, yeah, this this is fine. This is good. Yeah, the last okay. So look, I'll agree. Maybe the last third of the film, when it finally gets into gear, is passable. Sure. But but Jesus H Christ is the first like hour and ten minutes of the film just pretty unbearable i've got to say like they spend about 25 minutes setting up the fact that he's a president and that channing tatum is like a security guy with no job and he's got a daughter who knows the white house inside and they just explain it and explain it and explain it and it's so slow and boring and just shit and then the terrorist attack happens and then about five minutes later, after a couple of neck snaps and shootings, Channing Tatum finally finds Jamie Foxx and runs into a lift and gets him on top of the lift. Now, I swear that they spend the next 20 minutes real time of the film on top of that lift. Okay. And I just feel that the director forgot that he'd put them on top of that lift and that he had to actually progress the story. Do you mean the editor, or do you mean director? Well, both. All of them. They're all culpable. They were just on the lift for far too long, and it was ridiculous. It Like, the pacing was an absolute nightmare. I don't remember that being such a bad thing at the time. I don't remember. It was awful. Well, I'm telling you. I thought it was, was like, it was really cheap. And like, yeah, Jamie Foxx and Channing Tatum were, were like decent when it when it got going and they had this like mad fight in the kitchen and they were like battering this dude. It, it got okay then. And there was a few like good sequences, but like the editing in the film, it just had some like really like shockingly like film school juniors editing mistakes in there. Like people being cut off halfway through a sentence. The sort of stuff I accidentally do on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay. I, I actually have a I have a good example of that for another podcast we're doing soon, but I, I'll leave that as a teaser. Okay. Something featuring yeah, so a, I did, a, I re- a certain somebody that you propose should be the next Batman. We'll just okay. leave it. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. So look, I did. I didn't like White House Down. I ex- I wanted a little bit of action nonsense, but I, I just felt like I got nonsense and then a bit of action. <laughs> Hours of nonsense, 20 minutes yeah. of action. And I think it was like two hours, 10 minutes long. Yeah, I mean, that, Which is that far too long. That film should have been 87 minutes tops. 87 minutes, yeah, like a really good number. Get straight into it and then just smash the action for ages and then have a little 
like sitting in the back of the ambulance at the end. What die hard and, moment? And it, yeah, sitting in the back of the ambulance with a tinfoil sheet over you, laughing and ha ha ha. Dried out you blood on my, your face. Yeah, blood on your face and just hugging and that. And then and then and then you have the moment where uh, the bodyguard meets. No, sorry, the president meets the bodyguard's uh, like uh, fiance. Yeah, and he's like. You didn't he's t- a good man. He's a good man, or something. And then, like, <laughs> yeah. you're sh- you're shooting above your uh, league or whatever. <laughs> oh, no. Sh- shooting above your <laughs> league. <laughs> just in the in the rifle association shooting league. Yeah, or just like, mate, you're punching. Um, yeah, you're punching, mate. Um, so yeah, I, I I didn't enjoy it. So tell me a little bit about Olympus has fallen, which, if anything, to me looks maybe better. Uh, it's much worse. I hated oh. every minute of it. Okay. Now I think it's because I hate Jared Butler. <laughs> really? But I thought you'd love him. But you know what? Because he's one of your one of you. He's one of yours. Right. So here's one the thing. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm afraid I'm gonna have to jump to London has fallen because it's the only one I've got really relevant uh, notes on. Right. But let's just say, for example, if it all kicked off. Yeah. In England, yeah, yeah, and it was all just kicking off, and like there was me and there was Gerard Butler, and there were and and you had to pick a side. Yeah, who would you who would you go with? I think I'm angry enough at him that I'd I'd just I'd I'd punch above my weight to kill him. <laughs> but he's like, he's like fucking, let's do this fucking southern sea knot. Right, but. I'd be like, Ollie, do you want to do this uh, fake northern sea nut? (laughs) (laughs) Because he'd be saying it in like a L'Oreal for Men accent. (laughs) L'Oreal for Men. It's just... Anyway, so my... Would you you go rogue? What you're saying is you'd go rogue and you'd go lone wolf (laughs) and you'd let me and Gerard fight it out. Yeah, but then I'd get him from behind. I'd stab him in the back of the calf. <laughs> okay, so tell me about London Has Fallen. Right, so London Has Fallen. I think there's comparable feedback here that's basically the same as White House Down. Uh, sorry, Al- oh, sorry, so, lift so, no, sorry, Olympus Has Fallen. God, it's so complicated. London Has Fallen is basically, like, as, as a feedback here in as a feedback section here in the podcast, it'll just have to do for Olympus has fallen, right? Because they're just yep, basically okay. the same thing. The only thing is it's less restrained. So obviously mo- yep. moved from one location to like a really yep. big city location. So it's kind of like the jump from between Home Alone 2 and Home Alone 1, I suppose. Yeah, or uh, <laughs> Die Hard 1 to Die Hard 2 or Die Hard yeah, 2 to Die bigger, Hard yeah. 3. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. 3 okay. to 4. Yeah, well, for no, let's let's carry on. It was global. That analogy's that that analogy's uh, not working when you go to Die Hard Four. It's not scaling very well. But the imagery is vivid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it sure. actually, actually isn't right. So straight <laughs> off the bat on the Scottish thing and uh, Gerard Butler, there's a bit yeah. in it. So he's playing the American president's uh, like head security guard, right? Head of security. Yeah. And he's going to Britain. Bye. So, see you later. Have a good time. 
they're all or the prime minister sitting, yeah. dies or something, and they're going there for. A is that Aaron? Is that Aaron Eckhart? No, he's fine. Yeah, the president president's coming to visit for the state funeral. He's good. He's there. Well, he wasn't going to be, and then they decided, no, I have to be. Uh, and this is the perfect time to spring a trap. Yeah, they couldn't confirm he's good, but he is there. Yeah. Um, so they arrive, uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, late on in the film, I'm just jumping past most of my notes yeah. here, just to get to the Scottish bit, right? So Scottish uh, Jenner Butler squares up to Scottish uh, head of like SAS soldiers in London. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, Right, we'll take it from here. And he's like, there's no chance you're going to take it from here. And, like, it's just... <laughs> uh, like, uh, Is he Hulk Hogan? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. He's just, like, all fake... Him. As he just as he rips his shirt off to reveal a, a yellow Gerard, Gerardomania vest. <laughs> yeah. Butler Mania's going to run wild on your SAS, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like such a pronounced ridiculous American accent and he's like yeah. uh, I've saved them already like oh no sorry I'm just doing a Scottish accent now I've saved them already five times today brother if you think you're going ahead without me then you're wrong you're going to have to kill me first and uh, and the guy's just like he's like have you got a problem with that and he's like none at all and it's just like the notion that the Scottish- is he basically like? Is he basically like Jack Bauer in Twenty Four? Is in? He's just way more like he's he's painted to be like way harder than anyone like superhuman. <laughs> like no matter what level of government they are, yeah. he's just he can get the shit done pretty much. Yeah, and even if he has to go dark yeah. and go rogue, he just get. I mean, Jack Bauer's like fucking ace. No, I, you know, like. Jared Butler in this isn't really fucking ace. He's just a big daft fucking idiot. I think I've sworn loads in this podcast. You might need... It is, well, it is. This podcast is rated E for explicit. So it is, fun. yeah. I, I mean, maybe bleep some of it. I think it's a little bit much. Yeah. It's like I can't express okay. myself. But when I put the Hulk Hogan voice on, sometimes I just get pumped up. Yeah. So, couple of couple of funny points from it, right? So, night. So, right. Yeah. At, at the start of it, just generally, like, there's nightmarish exposition about the whole security of the event. So, there's a state funeral, and it's just like talking through every detail in a way where it's like, okay, and you should remember that this street's not covered, and also these people won't be there because they're having to deal with it too quickly. Oh, we can't take this street, and we can't land the helicopter there because, and you're like. Right, you're having to make a plan quickly. Okay, yeah. fine. Like, great. But it's all like teeing things up for later on, like just massive holes that the um, terrorists are going to exploit in the plan. Is he is he using the smart objective uh, rules <laughs> to make this formulate this plan? Is the plan scalable? Is it achievable? Well, no, that's that's Sart. <laughs> <laughs> Is it is it, me- is it measurable? Is it achievable? Is measurable it and achievable uh, actually is something... Right, you know what? It's actually funny. My first note here is, is any of this actionable? No. <laughs> because, so they're not using the smart system then? Because somebody actually says that, I think, in the meeting. Uh, so they have a meeting about um, what the security should be for when they take the president to London. 
And so okay. I think this needs to be scalable. It needs to be manageable. It needs to be attainable. Yeah, somebody actually says, is any of this actionable? It's fu- it is funny. <laughs> um, it needs to be time managed. Okay, can we time box that? <laughs> I'm going to need yeah. to time box a solution on that. Um, so yeah, lots of exposition. Uh, there's a really weird bit in it where... So they're, they're kind of at a point where ethnically inclined terrorists again <laughs> yeah yelling like animals with yeah absolutely no character development at all are yeah, they just hate people they just hate people are walking around um and they're in uh so they've basically, basically got uniforms for british uh like you know eaters etc yeah yeah so e- either the police or fire brigade or you know ambulance whatever and beef eaters Nobody, <laughs> nobody knows who's who. And there's a bit where they're kind of scanning around trying to work out who's the terrorist, and it's like at St Paul's or something like that. Now, there's a shot. Gerard's got a glowing red eye, and it's like scanning for threats. Uh, I was actually, yep. I was actually doing the the that bit is not that music that you've made the noise for is not whilst he scans. Okay, fine. You're going to have to go Carry back. Carry on with your story. Can you revisit the Terminator original soundtrack, please, and just sort of appraise <laughs> your current knowledge? Yeah. No, that's Terminator 2. What you just did there is the T-2000 sound. T-1000 Okay. Sound. Right, look, can you just carry on with your story? Because we're we're seven minutes past. It's seven minutes past London has fallen. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, there's one. So there's a lot of bad editing, like you said there was in Olympus Has Fallen, yeah. right? There's one bit in it that looks like it's filmed for like police camera action. It's really weird, <laughs> right? Crash bang wallop. <laughs> what what a video. video. Um, <laughs> but there's a bit where it actually looks like it's on a phone, and you just watch a car go past really quickly. It is like it looks like an ITV like B roll shot. Anyway, yeah. there's a really bad ed- editing bit where it's really strange, right? It points at a yo sushi, yeah, and then it the camera cuts back to um, Jared Butler's face, and uh, sorry Aaron Eckert, and then he looks at um, Jared Butler. Jared Butler says, "Bugs the shit out of me." <laughs> so like, what sushi being in London bugs the shit out of you? He's so racist in this film, by the sounds of it. It's really weird. I don't know if that's intentional or not, or if there was something in the shot with the Yosushi behind it that yeah, that should have been more clear to me that he was being bugged the shit out, the shit bugged out of. Um, yeah. But it was really strange. And plus, you'd think with a, a, a shot on a Yosushi, it would actually be like a brand partnership or something. But anyway. Yeah. Another thing is there's really bad CG. Now, the CG yeah. is literally as bad as Sharknado, and I'm not joking. Okay. It's like right. helicopters that are crumpling in ways that look like they're drawn by hand. Is it like that weird... And, and has it got that weird kind of smoke and water effects where it just looks like... Concealing everything. You know, like an... An After Effects preset. Yeah, concealing everything. And I'm fairly certain as well, this is the film where in the trailer, like a car flips over and it's almost like you can see the piston that flips it over hit the floor to flip it. Yeah, probably. Can you imagine that that's the sort of stuff that would happen? I think that might not even be edited out in the final version, but yeah. Yeah. so there's another bit where they're seeking out these uh, terrorists, right? 
Yeah. And uh, he's driving really fast in a 4x4, I think. And he's looking around. He's like, Oi, where the fuck are you? I think he's sort of basically Sean Connery in my accent. And then he drives a 4x4 up the steps and knocks over a policeman as if it was just easy to tell that that particular brown policeman was the terrorist. <laughs> yeah, like, sure. How, how did he verify that that person in uniform wasn't uh, a, just yeah. an Asian officer? Was he, was he not, like, just shooting people willy-nilly? He, mate, he was, he was, I don't know. It's, it, it all got a, a bit lost. He does say at one point, let's get to the chopper, which is oh. parked in Somerset House, and again, is horrifically CG'd in there. Last, last thing is just, uh, he's, so the action is, like, actually some of it's pretty good. Like, it's kind of Taken-style, fast, like, hand-to-hand, like, takedowns, and then good, like... Yeah, magazines being rolled up and... There are no magazines, but there. Here's here's my final point. Actually, is the endlessly loaded gun seems to have an infinite magazine in uh, in it. Okay. So he just shoots and shoots and shoots and shoots and shoots. Well, that's because he's pressed up, down, left, right, A A start, and he's got infinite ammo. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, he's playing it on cheat mode. He's, on, he's playing it on the Mega Drive. He's heard the he's heard the uh, the ring sound, and he's done it on the start screen, and now he's. You got your infinite, Ta-da! infinite magazine. Yeah, yeah. There, one other point, just to, is is that Aaron Eckhart plays uh, the president in a way where <laughs> Gerard Butler is just so like aggressive, and uh, a bit like you on this podcast. Oh fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so there's a bit where there's a sort of um, there's a standoff over a telephone call where basically Jared Butler's maimed and holding down the brother of one of the terrorists. And the terrorists say, we're definitely going to do something or other. We're going to kill somebody or whatever. Yeah. And uh, Jared Butler and Aaron Eckert are in the tube um, somewhere else. And he's got a knife right into the back of this guy's brother. And he's like, fine, well, listen to this. And then he like screws the knife into the back of him. And you actually see it sort of going in and out and stuff. It's a bit, yeah. bit gratuitous. Well, not bloody, but it's like going into the clothes. It's like not, they don't shy away from what's going on. Yeah. And uh, then afterwards, Aaron Eckhart says, did you really have to do that? And then Jared Butler's like, not really, brother. <laughs> but, but he's just like, not really. And it's like, well, who's in control of this situation? The president, the like the supposed leader of the free world, just has like this guy in security detail like working out mental what's... going around stabbing people. Yeah, but also like playing like the dip like diplomacy games and cards before he has a say in it. Like, oh right, just rile up the terrorists by phone call by like brutally, slowly murdering his brother to death. Did you have to do that? <laughs> Not really. All right, cool. Yeah. all right, cool. Well, they'll just like start the yeah. like they'll we'll just fancy them, mate. They'll just press the button on the atomic bomb they've got. Then, like the yeah. the president wouldn't just be like, "All right, sound." Me. So basically, this is like a buddy movie where nobody's buddies, and basically, <laughs> uh, Aaron Eckhart is like kind of subservient to the Hulk Hogan of Jared Butler, who's just running around. <laughs> Gerard Mania. Gerard Mania's running wild, brother. <laughs> it sounds. It I sounds feel a terrible. Photoshop coming on. What would you give that out of ten anyway? So you're giving you're giving White House down five. You're giving Olympus has fallen for comedy value a six point five. London has fallen. Uh, I I would give it a six point five too, but I'm going to go with a four because it's so racist. Right. So 
you actually did say that these films are worse than White House Down, yet you've rated them higher. Look, Ollie, it'll all come out in the wash. Cal- cal- <laughs> it's fine. Calibrate later. Do you know what you really hate? Details. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. The other thing that you that you really hate... Don't know. ...is when the Guys on Film podcast music starts and fading in. And you say whatever, right? So I'll just finish this off, shall I? Did you have yeah. Did you have anything else? No. You sure? No more. Oh, well, I mean, we've we've gone way too long. Like we're we're now sixteen minutes over when we said so. Do you, have you ever seen Bedtime for Bonzo with Ronald Reagan? Right, just shut up and I don't care. I'm not answering any more questions. President of the United States <laughs> has a movie where he's he acts with a monkey. Right. So if you like the podcast, <laughs> college professor Peter Boyd tries to salvage shut his up, professional just... and personal reputation by using. If you a like this, if you like the Guys on Film podcast, drops hereditary. Sounds well boring. Let's just move on then. If you like the podcast, you should go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film and you should like it. And then you should contribute by saying loads of fun things and telling us what you think about films and the podcast. Uh, you can also follow us at GOF Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, hit us up on any of those things to yep. get in touch. You can also go to our website where you can get in touch with a lovely contact form. Uh, tell us your deepest darkest thoughts and ask us things yep. about the podcast or tell us things that you'd like to have us cover on the podcast um, yeah and uh thanks to the people that have volunteered to do the you the listener or you the viewer uh, which is quickly like. starting it's yeah it's starting to become the best part of the podcast so we may be out of the you know if they if they get wise they'll, they'll just start doing this themselves <laughs> we're out of a chab we're out of a chab chan. <laughs> hey. Benid. <laughs> Chan's chab. A new movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs>